When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From movie set to multiplex, it's the business of film with James Cameron Wilson. I see dead people. Go ahead. Make my day. I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. I'll have what she's having. This is Simon Rose. You join me for The Business of Film, where I'm delighted to say James Cameron Wilson is with me as ever as we discuss what is happening in the UK box office and mention a few films along the way. So, James, thumbs up, thumbs down. (laughs) Well, you know, you may remember that last weekend was a phenomenal weekend, unheard of in ages, up 185.3%. So we can't expect as much good news this time, but it's down only by 20.6%, which isn't terrible. However, I would like to point out that the domestic box office of 2022 was up 64% on the same period of 2021. Surely that's not surprising because 2021 cinemas were closed for huge chunks, weren't they? Mm, That's a very good point. Lockdowns and things. Yeah, COVID-19, 2019 and 2020, cinemas were dark. Uh, We'll have to look into that. Okay, okay. Still, it's always nice uh, to be positive. Well, yeah, I'm trying to be positive, um, albeit down 28% on pre-pandemic levels. But Mm. we're getting there, Simon, we're getting there. Number one, of course, is still Avatar The Way of Water which was at mm-hmm. number one the previous week, down 23%, which is not awful, for a total of £57.3. That figure is well If only it was £57.3. I think there's a million in there somewhere. Probably. There is a million in there, so it's <laughs> yeah. £57.3 million. Pounds. Absolutely. That figure is well ahead of the first Avatar at the same time. Oh, right. Okay, that's which interesting. Which, of course, became the highest-grossing film in history. So, mm. yeah, it's ahead of the first Avatar. But, of course, Avatar didn't make as much in the UK as it did in the rest of the world. Mm. Those are other figures reserved for James Bond films and the like. At number two, we've got I Wanna Dance With Somebody, which was at number two, down 58%, with a total of £6.3 million. Pounds. This, of course, is the story, the untold story, apparently, of Whitney Houston, yes. although there have been so many versions of the story. And last night, I was so intrigued by this, and I really enjoyed I Want to Dance with Somebody, that I watched Kevin McDonald's documentary, mm. Whitney, and I just realized how much I Want to Dance with Somebody has left out. And I'd forgotten that Whitney's daughter, you know that Whitney was found face down in her bath from an overdose. Three years I later, I didn't remember that. Her daughter was found face down in the bath from an overdose, and I completely—how oh, can you grief. forget that? It's yeah. a—it's a horror film, and it's so well directed, it's so well made, and it's got access with Sissy Houston, her mother, and Bobby Brown, her ex-husband, 
And you've got so many talking heads who are just weeping in front of the camera. Kevin MacDonald had such amazing access and old news footage, fab, family mm-hmm. movies, etc. And it's extraordinary having seen actors like uh, Clive, Clive Davis is featured a lot, seeing the real Clive Davis, having just watched Stanley Tucci play him, I Want to Dance with right, Somebody. Right. So if you can get hold of Whitney, it is an extraordinary documentary. Moving on, three, we've got Bar Matilda, the musical, which is still at number three, <laughs> down 42% for a total of £23.9 million. We have a new film at number four, which made £1.1 million, a film called A Man Called Otto. Now, I will mm. start by saying, please, please don't look at the certification card when it flashes up at the start of the film. Oh, good grief, because it tells you something about the movie that's happening. Yeah. It's a spoiler. Oh, God. Of all Although, people, the BBFC shouldn't produce spoilers. I know, and we've brought it up, because we have me. I go to these BBFC meetings, and they are a bit worried about this particular one. But it's impossible not to see, when you've got a certification card right in front of you, not to read it, because yes. it gives away a spoiler. Not that that particular theme that earns the film its 15 certificate isn't apparent from about 10 to 15 minutes in but Mm. still i like every available surprise to resonate and i should also point out that i haven't seen the original film oh i have i know i know oh oh, right okay sorry which of course was the 2015 swedish release a man called ove so i had nothing to compare it to tom hanks is not again to doing remakes having appeared in The Man with One Red Shoe, based on the French comedy The Tall Blonde Man with One Black Shoe. Then there was The Money Pit, a remodelling of the 1948 Cary Grant comedy mm. Mr Blanding's Builds His, his Dream House. House. Yes. Which then, get this, inspired a Swedish remake in 1993. So there's a Swedish remake of a Tom Hanks film. And of course... You've got mail. You've got mail was an update of the James Stewart vehicle, the shop around the corner. Yes. And then, of course, there was the lady killers. The less talked about, the better. Yes, yes. Anyway, moving on. As I've said, I haven't seen a man called Ove, which I know you hold in very high regard. I do. Lovely, lovely film. I can't actually find a way of without spending extra money, of, of seeing it again, which I'd like to do, but I suspect I should wait until I find out if I should go to the Tom Hanks remake first. Well, from the opening frames of A Man Called Otto, I was in seventh heaven. I do get a kick out of films about men who kick back at society. Mm. I suspect because it's something so many of us wish we had the goal to do. But, you know, because we're English. Uh, anyway, Otto is disgruntled by modern society. He doesn't quite go to the lengths that Michael Douglas did in Falling Down. But the film starts on a cold, overcast day outside a department store called Busy Beaver, which in itself made me laugh. Inside this impersonal emporium, personnel run around in T-shirts emblazoned with the legend, need help? Ask a beaver. Tom Hanks, plays Otto Anderson, and he's shopping for a sprue hook and five feet of rope. Not six feet, five feet. However, because of the rigidity of a society within which we now live, he has to pay for six feet of rope 
even though he only wants five. I do feel his pain. Anyway, he's none too polite to the staff who are beholden to their company's rules. And you do feel for them as well. But Otto, he's not a monster. He swears that he's not unfriendly, but his demeanour is hardly sunny. He is, though, practical and dependable, and to quote a colleague, as reliable as hell. And he likes to stick to his principles. But there is something autistic in his manner, which most people take with a pinch of salt. Inviting him to lunch and dinner at the drop of a hat, which they know he will refuse. Mm. I... Never really did believe Tom Hanks as Colonel Tom Parker in Baz Luhrmann's Elvis, mm-hmm. but I did believe him as Otto, even no, though he is America's favourite Mr. Nice Guy, because he is such a good actor. Half an hour in, I was still loving the film, but was dreading the prospect of a mawkish turn of events, which I don't think it resorts to. I know any Hollywood film with a hint of heart is dismissed by British critics as sentimental. And maybe Thomas Newman's score didn't help. But being fresh to the material, I find my, I found myself laughing, caring, and on several occasions being on the verge of tears. Certainly the people around me in the cinema, and it was pretty packed, were patently loving it. And mm. it really reinforced my faith in and... Th- The love of a medium in which you and a group of complete strangers can enjoy a shared experience. But how splendid, because as you and I know, it is relatively rare that the Hollywood remake of foreign language movies works. It does occasionally, but it's a relatively small percentage, I would hazard. Um, I would hazard as well. I mean, the one that jumps to mind, of course, is Martin Scorsese's multi-Oscar winning The Departed. Which yes. was a remake. I think. I think. So says he's an, another. Yes. I mean, it's one rule for everybody else, and one rule for him, really. But well, but, it, it'll do. Yes. But I, I, I would add that I am a fan of the film's director, a man called Otto Mark Forster. Mark Foster. Yeah. Forster, whose movies include Stranger Than Fiction, which I love, mm, Finding exactly. Neverland, which I love, and The Kite Rudder, and who has never really, I don't think, been acknowledged for the fine filmmaker that he is. Just because he doesn't show off, he just produces well, beautiful films. Well, I'm glad to hear it's good. So maybe, maybe I should not watch the original. I'll watch it again perhaps after I've seen it. I, no, I, like I, the original. I love the music this. in the original. They had lots of sort of Swedish pop music of the time. I think it was set in the 50s. Um, oh, was it? I think so, James. I'd, it's a while since I've seen it. When did it come out? About five, six years ago? Or longer, uh, I remember. Yeah. Um, not, uh, um, but there was some very, very nice music in it which i searched searched out um and uh, as i now have a grandchild called otto i should try and make an effort to go and see it as well do. my daughter is actually taking him to see it because there's a there's a one of these cinemas rather madly has a baby screening so that parents can go on knowing that it doesn't matter if their children make a lot of noise because everybody else has got babies there as well though i would, would hate you to want go to, to one go of those to by accident of- well, I know. Would you want to go to a Well, film I think the problem is if you're a parent and haven't got ch- childcare, you have to go to that or you don't get the cinema at all. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it was seven years ago. Can you believe it? A man called over. Oh, gracious. Okay. Well, let's pause now and then we will go further down the chart in just a moment. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. The 
Stacey Simon-Rose. James Cameron-Wilson has been talking about the business of film and telling us that number four in the chart, A Man Called Otto, is clearly highly recommended. So I'm I'm pleased. It sounds as if it has the same spirit and character of the of the original. Um, it's so nice to see a film that is so life-affirming and about good. human beings, about good. people. Good. And good. I would say it's going to be a very good year if it's not in my top 10 favourite films of 2023. Wow. Okay. Well, that's fantastic. Okay. But and I haven't I did, seen the original. Again, I did see an indifferent review um, of it, so I shall, I shall try. I take your recommendation Well, we know what paper strongly. you get. Yes. Yeah, I shall take your <laughs> And we always disagree with it. <laughs> yeah. So let's take us further down the chart, James. Well, we have an, an events film at number five, which is Andre Ryu in <laughs> Dublin. Him again. Him again. Okay. Yeah, he's always yeah. in the top ten at 2023. Uh, he is, of course, the Dutch violinist and conductor, and this made £775,000 at 569 mm-hmm. Sites and we've got a new film at number six called Till, which oh, I'm yes, sure you've heard yes. of. I have. Uh, there is a scene in Till that is almost a throwaway, but which spotlights the disregard, disregard white people had for their black brethren in the Mississippi of the 1950s. As a mother enters a courthouse to face the killers of her child, some mischievous white boys let off some firecrackers as a joke. It is an act of such incomprehensible insensitivity, but it rams home the discrimination that was prevalent at the time. It's just a small moment, but it nails the tone precisely, just as a similar scene in the true life drama Just Mercy, when also just prior to a court case, a large group of black people are not permitted into the courtroom until the very last minute, when there are no seats left. Small moments like these, which are almost throwaways in the whole scheme of things, shed enormous light on just how blacks were treated in the South like third-class citizens. In the case of Just Mercy in the 1980s, and in the case of Till in 1955, I wanted to like Till a lot more than I did because its story is so shocking. And because its leading lady, Danielle Deadweiler, is sensational. She's pretty much guaranteed to be nominated for an Oscar in two weeks' time. And regardless of what I say now, I think filmgoers should seek it out. It is the story of Emmett Till, an irrepressible 14-year-old boy from Chicago, who in March of 1955, while visiting his cousins in Mississippi, made the mistake of talking to a white shopkeeper. His penalty was unspeakable, so much so that nobody was able to identify his tortured body other than his mother, Mammy Till, who describes in a heartbreaking scene how every mother knows every contour of their children's bodies. And so often with these true life films, it's the captions on the screen afterwards that deliver the real blow to the solar plexus. 67 years after Emmett Till's murder, Joe Biden managed to pass a bill that makes lynching illegal. It was passed by the US Senate on March the 7th of last year and is known as the Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act. It took 67 years. 
The movie till captures the period, the streets and costumes, the songs on the radio beautifully. But it, I don't think it needed to be quite so long. It is over two hours. And I think the length and some unnecessarily distracting camera angles kept me from the immediacy of the drama. But it is nonetheless a worthy testament to the memory of its eponymous martyr and an admirable showcase for Daniel Deadweiler, who instills in Mammy Till all the rage and dignity one woman can embody. There's also a very good performance from Tozin Cole as the civil rights activist Medgar Evers. I don't know the actor, so imagine my surprise when I looked him up and discovered he made his name as Neil Cooper in Hollyoaks and as Ryan Sinclair, <laughs> Jodie Whittaker's companion in Doctor Who. He, but he's obviously got a very bright future ahead of him in Hollywood. Uh, I really, I think the film is unnecessarily slow and at times a little ponderous. But the overall effect, I mean, it is a very worthwhile film. And I hate when I'm reviewing a film to say it's worthy, but it is worthy. And she is such an extraordinary actress. I saw her in The Harder They Fall, but I wasn't really aware of her until mm. Till. Okay, so that is Till. Um, James, we better get going. Chart that was number six. What's seven? At number seven, we've got Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which was at number four, down 38% for a total of 33.9 million quid in its ninth weekend. We've got at number eight, Strange World, down 50%, which is really worrying for Disney, with a total of 3.5 million, which is nothing for Disney's big cartoon of the year. At number nine, we've got The Menu, which, as you know, I loved and saw three times, which has jumped 30%. I know more and more people are going to see it, belatedly, because of word of mouth. Mm -hmm. And it's now got a total of £3.86 million in its eighth weekend. At number 10, we've got After Sun, which jumped 107%. Uh, I think largely because of the number of awards it's receiving. Mm. Have you managed to see that yet? No, I haven't. It's just nowhere Mm. near here. And Mm. I am seeing so much, because I'm voting for the London Film Critics Circle Mm. Awards, which the nominations are due in this weekend. There's just so many films to see. Uh, Plus, obviously, I see films for this show as well. Mm. I just don't have the time to see everything. Yes, yes. But uh, it's pushing the 1.3 million mark, which is a huge boost for Mubi, which is a distributor and streaming platform, which really nurtures emerging filmmaking talent. So I'm really happy for them. And of course, this weekend, we don't have a show next week, but we've got Empire of Light, which again will be in my top 10 of best films of 2023. Oh, will it? Oh, you see, and again, I saw an indifferent review of that and was uh, diffident about seeing it. Okay, well, perhaps I, perhaps I better go try and get put that on my list as well, James. Okay, so you're um, in for a treat. So, where do we go now? We are well. Having watched, I'm talking about a streaming film on Apple TV Plus, and having watched Naomi Aki so effortlessly assimilate the persona of Whitney Houston. It was a bit of a shock seeing Ewan McGregor try to play an American in Rodrigo Garcia's Raymond and Ray. You can be shocked too if you subscribe to Apple TV+. 
where it is streaming as we speak. Ewan McGregor plays Raymond Harris, a sensitive, buttoned-up engineer who works for the Water and Power Department of Cincinnati. He's very sensible, has been divorced twice, and has a son in the U.S. Army, which I also found hard to believe because Ewan McGregor is so boyish and British. This should ring alarm bells for casting directors because too often when you cast a recognisable star, they don't always chime with the character they are meant to be playing. And even though so many of us, I mean, to many of us, Whitney is an instantly recognisable figure. Because Naomi Aki is largely new to us, um, we are able to make the required leap of imagination. Mm -hmm. Because she doesn't have any baggage, unlike Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, Mark Renton, I mean, Ewan McGregor. Um, anyway. Or indeed Tom Hanks in, in <laughs> Elvis. Yeah. Y yes. Uh, anyway, more successful here is Ethan Hawke, who is American and plays the equally eponymous Ray in this film called Raymond and Ray, who is Ewan McGregor's brother or half-brother. He is the complete opposite of Raymond. His shirt is constantly unbuttoned packs a gun and curses like a trooper. When Raymond turns up turns up on his porch, Ray meets him with a gun, and when Raymond tells him that his father has died, Ray sums the latter up as a bitter son of a bitch. But where there's a death, there's a will, as in The Cat and the Canary and Knives Out, <laughs> yes, the, yes. the former which I reviewed on this programme fairly recently. And Raymond and Ray's father has left a few odd requests in his final testament, asking for Raymond and Ray not only to attend his funeral, but to dig out his own grave. He's also left them some of his effects. For Raymond, some condoms and a pair of skates. And for Ray, a trumpet which is appropriate as Ethan Hawke previously played the trumpeter Chet Baker in the 2015 biopic Born to be Blue. If you're beginning to feel that the film is a tad idiosyncratic, you'd be right, as it's one of those tales in which every new character we meet is an eccentric. Mm -hmm. And the dialogue written by the director feels like dialogue, not spontaneous speech. Well, there's a jazzy background score that hovers around the proceedings like an unwelcome fly. It's very well shot by the Argentinian DP Igor Jadu Lilio in and around Richmond, Virginia, which I love. I'm, it's, it's a town I'm very fond of. Uh, and there are two engaging supporting turns from Maribel Verdu and Sophie Ocanido as women who knew the deceased. And in their own way, they're both wildly eccentric. I can't say I was bored by the film, as I had no idea what it would turn up next, but I never believed in a single character, although Ethan Hawke proved yet again what a consummate character actor he is, and it was a pleasure to see him play the trumpet again. Mm, okay, so that is Raymond and Ray, if I got that the right way around. Raymond and Ray, Ray. yes, okay. and you and Gregor's Raymond. and Apple yeah, TV+. Plus. But um, I have to just... ask very quickly... Mm. Um, Obviously, the Golden Globes were announced this week, mm -hmm. and they're trying desperately hard to sort of renew the, well, make up for the ills of the last few years. And by all accounts, it was quite a successful ceremony. And the best drama went to the Fablemans, which I have not yet seen, but you have. Would you yes. agree with that? 
Well, we're going to be talking about it when you do get a chance to see it. I, I am out of kilter with the Fablemans. Are you? The friend okay. I went with adored it, as do a lot of people I know who have seen it. I found it quite dull. Did you? Interesting. It seemed okay. to me very unsubtle, very mundane, telling of Spielberg's early life. And I couldn't help feeling, to my mind, a lot of people were liking it because it simply was Spielberg and he was trying to you know, show what had driven him as a filmmaker. Um, I was bored. Right? So you it might be... very unsubtle. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a shame. But you probably you agree. You can disagree with me completely, James. It's not well, a bad film. This we don't often disagree. Work, we don't often disagree, but sometimes we do. Yeah. Sometimes everything, everywhere, all at once just creeps up on us. <laughs> I'm glad to see some people are recognising that that was... Yeah, I was in the wrong me. mood. But you're very happy. Them. You're very happy with the Golden Globe for best comedy. Yes. The Banshees of Inner Sharon. Yes. It is I, a I thought Banshees was fantastic, and I hope it sort of gives it a new life. I mean, in this country, will be, you know, when it goes on to streaming platforms, I suppose it probably has already. Um but yeah, I thought Panchis was fantastic. Just one of those wonderful movies where you do not want anybody to give you a spoiler, whether it's the BBC, FC, or anybody else. James, thank you very much indeed. As you know, I'm not around next week, but we will be back in two weeks' time with more business of film. Just remains for me to say thank you very much indeed to James Cameron Wilson. Good morning, Vietnam! What we've got here is... Failure to communicate. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight?